0: My name is Fenomili, and I am joined
1: by the one the only Chase Big Zoo. Wagwan I'm very gassed right now because you know this is Spoke obviously it's a murky book special yeah hashtag murky, yeah Chelsea and Ori are going to come through the office of the book Taking Up Space they are just put out their brand spanking new book with murky books and yeah it's talking about a lot of issues that they have to face going to Cambridge and you know being successful black women it's good. In in, in in England.
0: Powerhouses. Okay, so we're in the House of Penguin, the Penguin House. We got Chelsea. We got Ori. Yes. Yeah. Cheers! <laughs> <laughs> and um we're gonna be talking a little bit about taking up space. So welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello,
1: hello, hello. We're saying it's a hashtag murky book special. Yes. yes. Yeah? Taking up space out now. Yes. Yeah.
0: How does yeah. it feel to be authors? That must be... Unreal. Yeah. Still.
2: It's very, like, very still, surreal. surreal. The other yeah. day I think um. I've been invited to like talk at this thing. And I wanted to do like a panel for like former like ACS presidents. They're like, no, 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 no. We're going to put you on the careers panel with this CEO and this. And I'm like, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on. Me, I just like, what? Like, Yeah, you don't know. You're a published author. I'm like, look, stop saying it. It doesn't feel real. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel real. Um, yeah. It's still a bit crazy. It Literally today, was nice. like, I can't believe I wrote a whole book. She says it every couple of days, but she said
3: it again today. <laughs> because it just doesn't feel real. And we were talking about it earlier, like when um, I went to the Penguin New Writers Camp, mm. and Stormzy was like, "You do know it's about to get mad." And I think from then that's when we both yeah, kind of did. deeped it, like, <laughs> "Wow!" Yeah. And it has just been like ever since. It's just been yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But we're so we're so happy.
0: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> talk to us about the book. Like, how did it come about? Yeah. Why were you like we got to write this? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Let's give them a backdrop for the people.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. So. Chelsea and I have been best friends since like the beginning of uni Mm. Um, and at the end of uni we went on holiday together but okay let me rewind. (laughs)
4: <laughs> During uni,
2: we were also like I was on the ACS committee for two years. So I was events officer. Then in my final year, I was president mm-hmm. um, and Chelsea was vice president. So like we worked on ACS together. Did like the Black Men of Cambridge University mm-hmm. photos. Yeah. Like I took those. That was our year. Jeez. We did like yes. mentoring schemes, access conferences, all this stuff. So, like we've been doing our bit like for Black students yeah. while we were at uni the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, then we were on holiday just from like before we got our results. Um, we just got our results and then like we were talking to Chelsea's sister and she was like you know it would be jokes like if you guys wrote a book like a little pocket book like a guide Mm. to university or something for girls and we were like oh yeah like cool huh and then we just kind of thought, like, okay, even if we did, like, what would we talk about? Because, like, okay, obviously, Chelsea would talk about relationships because she's in a relationship. And then I could talk about like activism and all this stuff. And we just kind of brainstormed. And then Merky Books later reached out to us because they had been working with Cambridge and some other things. They clearly heard about what we'd been up to. And then they reached out to us and were like, look, yeah. if you want 60,000 words by January, like, how can you do that? And we were like, okay.
1: Um, when was this?
2: That was so July, July, August, so like July, summer times. Yeah, summer. yeah,
3: end of July, end of July. So it was quick. It was like I think that's probably why now we're still a bit like, whoa, what's Because yeah. mm. it's, it's, it's all been happened quick. very, very fast. Mm. But yeah, that's it. it's been good.
1: So that's it. You lot just said, "Cool, we're gonna do this." Yeah,
3: we just. murky box I mean. hit you
1: lot up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because obviously you were saying like they already had a connection with Cambridge, so mm. I think you're t- are you talking about when storms? Um, he had a sch- Is it a scholarship? Yeah, yeah. he's got
2: a scholarship. A scholarship.
1: Did that have anything to do with you guys though? Because the way that I was seeing it was like you guys was doing your bit at, at, yeah. at Cambridge, yeah, and then maybe Storms his. might have yeah. latched onto that and then thought, "Wow, there's something going on here." Mm. And then he did his thing, and then you guys came together. Like you guys come together, Storms. He obviously is like the biggest male artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think he represents something yeah. that's similar to you guys. You get me? Like a power and a voice. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm. Like you like the same. You and Storms, I, I see, like the same. Do you know wow. what I mean? Like, wow! No, 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 but, no. no, but don't get into it. Obviously, Storms, is, is doing these mad things, yeah, but I feel yeah. like it's about things, doing things that are groundbreaking. Yeah. Do
0: you
2: know but what
1: also I'm saying? Authentic.
0: I think that that's yeah. the thing. It's yeah. Also
1: yeah. About authenticity, yeah. Like,
3: yeah. 100%. yeah. Yeah. I think for us, it was really important because these are conversations that are already happening yeah. at university and like on campus. Yeah. But to be able to, yeah, like you said, just kind of pair it up with. Somebody outside of that environment, but who cares just as much yeah. about those issues. It's just been amazing. And like now the support that we've received is just yeah. unreal. Like it's, it's so, so it's good. Yeah. Um, and people, yeah,
0: just want to find out more.
1: Because
0: uh-huh. obviously like, okay, so I pick up this book and it's the Black Girls Manifesto for Change. Yeah. So what about a guy that picks up this book and wants to read it? Okay, no, guys
2: need to read it too. Oh. I think we're trying as much as possible mm. to remind everyone that like, It's the Black Girls Manifesto for Change because it's about our experiences Mm -hmm. as black Mm -hmm. women um, and everyone else that we interviewed for the book. But everyone needs to read it to get insight into our experiences. So guys Mm -hmm. need to read. I mean, my brother's reading it at the moment. Um, And a lot of guys who have read it are like, wow, I actually didn't realize it was this deep for you guys. Mm -hmm. And I think that insight is important because you're, you've you got girls in your life that you need to be better for and you need mm-hmm. to be able to stick up for. But you can't really unless you fully know what they're going through. And I think this book is an insight into some of those things. Yeah. Um, and also just showing that a lot of the issues and stuff that we go through at university are more than just uni. Like, they're mm-hmm. things that, that, the stuff we talk about, like self-love and stuff, are things that we've been battling with before we went to school and we will still deal with after uni. Yeah. Um Things about relationships, things about academia and how we see ourselves like portrayed in academia um, and like getting into institutions and imposter syndrome. These are all things that happen outside of uni as well. Yeah. Just like uni is like a bubble where all these stuff are like really concentrated. Mm. Um So, yeah, everyone, especially not black girls, actually need to read the book to see just so that everyone can deep like, oh, my goodness, we actually need to do better at supporting black women.
3: Yeah, yeah. but also for there to be change as well. Like we yeah. can't do it on our own. Mm. we have to yeah, yeah everybody just needs to get on board basically and i think that was really important for us as well um but it was quite good like having our editor on board because again like i was saying these are conversations that we were having all the time yeah. but to just kind of have him to be like actually do you know what you need to explain that more yeah. just so yeah. people can kind of understand yeah. it and yeah. yeah
0: that is something that i even found like reading reading parts of the book it's mm. just like there are words in here or, dialect in here that you use and it's like actually does everybody who reads this understand that? Mm. Exactly. And that's that's yeah. really interesting.
3: Yeah. You have to be uh, really careful just in terms of yeah, you want it to be like an inclusive yeah. kind yeah. of conversation that yeah, of nobody feels almost like scared to contribute. Like mm. everybody has an opinion. Yeah. Like There's a conversation. There's a debate to be had. So let's hope the book at least
0: contributes to that. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's not in a negative way does everybody understand it. Mm. More so in a positive way that they will hopefully go away, find out what exactly. that means yeah. and then go from exactly. there. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think it's the inspiration as well because like, I think one thing we need to break down for the people listening is like, what you lot had to go through to make this book is mm. obviously got, yeah. It was just a uni experience. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You guys had to go to uni not to certain people. That's just a normal thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But for you lot, it was so different. Like So, like obviously... Going to Cambridge, yeah. yes. Where yes. I'm from, that's not a normal thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Really you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think. What, but
1: it, what courses did you guys take just for the people? Yeah, listening?
2: I did politics. And I did classrooms. history. Yeah. 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 The Obviously, yeah, there's due to be hella
1: white people, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. in your class, in your class, how many, how many black people were there?
2: Mine was better than most. Um, I had, the way our course works, we had like different subjects under the same subjects if that makes sense but for most of them i'd say maybe about a solid five six percent five to ten percent let's put it that way of people in that class were not white okay. okay um so in my class for politics and stuff i think it was actually we're like it's better than most subjects yeah
3: yeah history is where i think history, Chelsea is- um so there was about 200 people who did history in my year
2: uh.
3: i was the only black girl yeah And I think there was like a couple, like maybe one other, two other black boys. But yeah, everyone else was pretty much white, if not white, um, I don't know, Asian. But yeah, in terms of like black, I was the only one.
2: Yeah,
3: And it's like, I feel like when you say it, people still don't really understand. Mm. And it's only until you get into that environment and you kind of see what that looks like Mm. and also what that feels like. Um, And yeah, and that's when you realize like, wow, this is actually bad yeah, like, yeah. Very it's definitely bad. amplified i feel
1: like people yeah. might go through that situation in their life when they like work in a certain company or mm-hmm. they go to a new environment yeah. Or, yeah. or they they might go to certain maybe just certain different unis you know mm. what i mean but that's like definitely amplified to a different level yeah. like yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying there's just certain themes that come to my head straight away i mean like i haven't read through the book fully but mm. i know there were certain points that i was seeing i was like like when you pull it like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <He's bad. laughs> yeah yeah anyone yeah. can get it. like yeah you know what I mean yeah. but I f- like what was it you guys are talking about like it needs to be like inclusive to everyone it's yeah. not just yeah. exclusive to girls it's like it's like I make music myself yeah mm. and I just I just put out a project that's like for young Guys, because I'm trying to motivate them to get off the roads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I, I don't want yeah. women to listen to yeah. that. And, yeah, like, it was the yeah. same thing, like, me me picking up the book. Like, I, I was thinking, I, I was telling them when I got the book, I was like, I'm going to be on the train, like, holding this yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be reading it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I got sick, a lot of though. little eyes, yeah. like, just staring at me. That's In- the
0: like, thing.
1: But yeah. it's sick, though, because that's like, that's, like, breaking down, like, breaking down the barrier, like, exactly. even, even the disconnection yeah. between, like, black guys and Black women, like, there's still like that argument that goes on right now. Like, mm. in the UK, like a lot of black guys they don't, they don't have the same amount of respect for black women as, yeah, as they yeah. think they do. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. They think we, that's we, important. I think sometimes we think we know what's going on because, oh man's black, like, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely know yeah. what going yeah. through, it's different. but sometimes that's mm. like the cover yeah. to not yeah. even trying to open up it's the like
2: 100%, the, yeah,
1: because you don't want to feel that. Because yeah. if you start feeling that, you might have to do something about yeah. it, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and I think because.
2: We, we do say, like, the like taking up space isn't about us, like, just calling people out. But there's some people that need to be called out at some points. Mm. And we do spend mm. a lot of time talking about how black men need to do better because I think sometimes we put a lot of effort into making sure black men are supported. And it can feel yeah. like that. Like, we did the Black Men of Cambridge thing. Like, we do a lot of things to try and just show that we are there for black men. And it's a lot mm. of, oftentimes, we don't feel like that support is, like, reciprocated. Yeah. So it's like, when... Us two, like, we're struggling with things, like, whether it's even, like, just even things you know, that seem like like dating yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you guys aren't there for us. You're not mm. out here, like, really kind of standing mm. and helping us use our voices. But we, whenever we have the chance, will yeah. always be there trying to make mm. sure that we're showing that, like, it's even harder for black men to mm. get into Cambridge than it is for black women and all these mm. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, just, like, where are they? So sometimes, like, black men think that they're, they know what's up, yeah. but then they... Yeah. yeah. They need to read the book to understand as well how they. we still think that they're letting us down in yeah. certain ways.
3: But also how they can do better as well. Yeah. Like Aura said, it's not about calling anyone out,
0: just... Yeah. Education. Education yeah. and, you know, yeah.
3: having a conversation about it.
0: Um, I want to go back to A-levels. Mm. And when it was that you decided that this was a possibility, this was achievable, if you did ever decide that it was achievable, and... What those barriers? Because I know in the book, you do talk about teachers saying, oh, what about this option? Yeah. And I've had that. It's hard because you're like, well, why am I not suitable for this? Uh. So tell me about A-levels and how, and yeah. how that grew into. Wow.
3: <laughs> okay, I'll go. Um, so, yeah, the first chapter in Taking Up Space is about like access and getting into university so I come from like a very working class background. Um, like my parents came from Ghana in the 1970s, um, and I went to a state school. Same yeah. school as David Beckham. Shout out! Shout out! Yeah,
0: I read that as well. Yeah. So. Um, has, he yeah very, like, has he read the book? Has he read the book? Oh, has he read the book? We need to send he needs it. To read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to send it to Michelle Obama. But that's. that's, yes. that's Do you
3: know what we've tried? we will we'll we'll come back. We'll okay, okay, come back to it. And yeah, I think for my school, like going to Oxbridge. I don't know, I wouldn't say, so we had got two people in the year before me. So it wasn't too kind of random or alien. Like they had done it before, basically. Yeah. Um, but I was the only one to get in in, in my year. Yeah. But everything before that, it was a big struggle because I, for me, I was just like, oh, why? Why mm. do I want to go to this place? Mm. I don't know anyone who has been there before. Like I couldn't even do like, my sister knew someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. know anyone. Yeah. Like it w- w- I was completely so, new completely new. Like What, what I was a so levels did you, have to get?
1: What, what, what did you have to get? What grades did you have to
3: get? A-star, a Yeah, I got two A-stars, yeah. one A. Okay. You had to get, yeah, A-star, A-A. Um,
1: that is so but, like, hard.
3: Even, even mm. stuff like that and I think, yeah, just in the end, I was quite lucky in the sense that I, I did get support from my teachers. Yeah. But, We spoke because obviously throughout taking up space, we interview you know lots of different um, black women and non-binary people. And when you hear about their experiences and their stories, if anything, my case was very rare in the sense that they didn't get any support from their teachers, Mm -hmm. and it was the complete opposite in which teachers teachers would actually tell them, "Are you sure?" sure?" Or like you know that's really hard before they've even said anything. Show them their application. Ask them their grades. Like the first thing was to remind them, actually, that's really hard. You probably yeah. can't do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is such a shame because yeah. if somebody had said that to me, I wouldn't have gone. Easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally had to have my whole family, like, drag me by my ears because I didn't, I didn't want to yeah. do it. Like, I was like, I'm just going to stay in London. Yeah. What, what am I doing in Cambridge? I really didn't want to go. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like,
2: yeah, I just ended up there. Yeah, it's
3: crazy. <laughs> and not. it's just, yeah, it's mad. Yeah,
2: um, I... Yeah, did some a levels as well. I think my dad I just did some, you know, <laughs> my dad just kind of
0: went. My, did them. No, no, I I
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I I did I wasn't looking at Cambridge. My dad was looking at Cambridge for me, let's put okay. it that way. Um, but I really wanted to go to LSE. So my mind was on LSE, I was going to like all these open mm. lectures at LSE. That was my thing. I was, like, I'm gonna go um there. But then I went to a summer school. So just before, like you're meant to apply, just before uh, year 13. I went to a two-week summer school in Cambridge and I was like, oh, this place is actually kind of cute. Like, Mm. look at all them, their little bikes and their little streets (laughs) and stuff like this is kind of cute. Um, But more importantly, on that summer school, I met an academic. He was like, he did like geography at Oxford, but he just taught me some things about international relations in those two weeks that made me like very like angry. But like angry about the world and like a, oh my goodness, I need to go and do something about like the world Mm. kind of thing. Um, And I was like, right, Cambridge has this course and Cambridge is the only university that has this course called Human, Social and Political Sciences. And it's basically, yeah, I do a bit of politics, a bit of sociology, a bit of international relations. And I was like, I don't even know what I want to do. My dad's telling me I should do law, but this course actually looks kind of cool. Yeah. So it was more for me, the course combined with, oh, it's a kind of cute kind of town, combined yeah. with, yeah. I now suddenly am obsessed with international relations. I want to do something about the world. That <laughs> like, All these things kind of came together and I was like, okay, now I want to do this. And I kind of had mm-hmm. to tell my dad I wasn't going to do law, but I was like, look, if I try this, I might actually get in for this subject. And I just. Was like reading loads and like just watching lots of documentaries and just just getting really angry, um. And that passion, I think, was what fueled my application. And eventually, um, yeah, got it. Jeez, kind of mad. You Kinda remember mad. the day
0: that you got in?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. The day before, LSE rejected me. Okay, So I was, yeah, I was a mess LSE no, rejected no, me on the no Friday no, Nothing, nothing <laughs> no, Can you imagine? Not even
0: an explanation or No, a of they tell you, I mean,
2: you don't get feedback yeah. it's, not, it's not like even like yeah. a job yeah, thing yeah. Um, <laughs> And i have been waiting And what LSE do is every like week On a Friday they'll be telling you like Just let you know like we're still considering your application <laughs> we're considering an considering application, <laughs> <we're still> <laughs> application. <laughs> And then one Friday are they, um, I got the UCAS notification I was like LSE And I was mm. like oh my goodness I opened it And they said rejection I was like you know what I'm going to lose nice. it And because in my head I thought I was like I tried my hardest for Cambridge But Cambridge was the dream yeah. LSE yeah. was like something That I felt yeah. was feasibly Like yeah. I could get into LSE So when LSE rejects me I was Crazy. like if I can't even get LSE How am I getting Cambridge uh. um, And I just went to my room And I cried I locked myself in my room And I cried And then the next morning went to get the post. I was at boarding school. So I head of sixth form. She sat in the reception. She pulled out the whole post bag of the whole school yeah. on the floor to help everyone get their like Oxford offers <laughs> if they got them. And I went and she sat on the floor. She's like, we can't find your letter. I was like, what do you mean you can't find my letter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then ends up like she found a letter. I Googled the college I applied to, their crest. And there was an envelope that had the crest of my college on it. So I was like, this isn't just to me. It's just my headmistress. But... Let's call my headmistress, let's open this thing. She says we can open it, opens it. My head of sixth form is reading this thing for a good 10 seconds and she hasn't said anything, she's just reading. I'm like, are you going to say something? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you got in. And I, uh, I just screamed and like bad. jumped on my friend. It was great. It was great. And it was just a nice like, like at the end of the like, the, yeah. like, like the end of the tunnel, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, like, I was sad about LSE, but then I ended up being happy because I just didn't know like, what else is in store every yes.
3: cloud has a silver lining that's it Ooh. that's the one so um, it was mad I had a really mad week I passed my driving
2: test <laughs> I still can't mm. drive
3: <laughs> but that was like my third my third yeah time yeah. <laughs> so I passed my driving test sorry I, I, I did get <laughs> yeah. an offer I did get an offer from LSE in that week as well can you imagine yeah and then I got my offer from Cambridge mad. but I remember my mum she was like hyperventilating oh, yeah. like screaming my dad dropped to his knees. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? I love it. West uh, Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Started, like, screaming. I love it. Like, and if you meet my dad, he's the most chilled person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? Like,
1: <laughs> So, that. so
3: chilled out. And when he dropped to his knees, started screaming. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, but, you know, I think from then... <laughs> It was their, it was like their reaction that made me realize like, whoa, this is a big deal. Yeah. And also just how much it meant to them as well. And I think that that just meant so much to me. Um, but yeah, I'll never forget that week. That yeah. was the
0: maddest week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that is like, that is dinner table talk as well. Uh, yes. Like, sick. yes. Yeah.
2: My dad had already told people I was yeah, going before be I even got the offer. <laughs> he was telling, he had my cousin's wedding. I couldn't go to my cousin's wedding because I had the interview. So here's my dad, not knowing, I was doing the interview. Yeah. yeah, Meaning, interview doesn't guarantee anything, by the way. Just because you get to interview stage, my dad it. is at the wedding at the same time being like, Oh, my daughter is in Cambridge. She's in Cambridge because she's, she's going to Cambridge. And I'm like, Dad, <laughs> You
0: need to stop. They haven't
2: even, they literally haven't yeah. even given me the offer yet. How are you telling people already I'm going to Cambridge? Like, I, I might not be. Um, so he was very confident. Yeah. I think that's my dad's way of showing that he's proud, right? He believed from the jump that I could get in yeah. um, even yeah. when I didn't. And to the extent that he was telling people, I mean, it's a risky one Yeah, telling nice. people I'm
0: getting in before I've yeah. even got the offer. But mm. that was, he just, yeah. I feel put it out there.
3: It's one of those
0: things. I swear, when you put things out there, they happen. Yeah. What do
3: people say? Speak it into existence. Exactly. Yeah. Some
1: people are different, man. Yeah. Some people, they believe in the bad eyes, man. That's what they think, (laughs) isn't it? They think it's going to get me. Yeah, it's true. I think you have to speak it into existence as well. Mm -hmm. It's mad, because that was at the start of the journey, innit? Not the start of the journey. Obviously, you had the journey up to there, but not at the start of your uni journey. Yeah. So then, obviously, UCAS done now. Everything accepted. Student loans gone through. Mm -hmm. Yeah <laughs> then what? You lot get to uni now Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah Because obviously was... Everything's sounding Mad positive yeah. or, or oh, That's what I like oh, You know yeah, what I'm saying I like yeah. that You know what I'm saying Freshers
2: week happens I miss freshers week Because I was frying plantain And I burnt myself oh. like, I spilled the whole pan of oil down my thighs oh, What Because yeah. it was so mad That's how your team started yeah. <laughs> Imagine So you I you didn't have a week You plantain <laughs> To the people
1: <laughs> <laughs> You was the bridge Between <laughs> banana And plantain Yeah <laughs>
2: And, yeah, and but what? I'd i met Chelsea the week before. Yeah, so we before. had we were like texting like had how did plans you go meet? At a careers event. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like it was a careers yeah. event for like black students. Yeah. Okay. And Chelsea and I were leaving. Oh, we're both going to Cambridge, like let's keep in touch. So we had made plans for Fresh Week. Like, okay, like we're gonna meet up. I don't really know what they want us to do, but like, don't worry, we'll meet up. Mm. Only for Freshers Week to come, literally four days for freshers week, this whole accident happens. I'm in hospital. So I'm texting Chelsea, I'm like, yeah, so really bad. sorry, I'm not actually gonna make um Freshers Week. So oh, I was like yeah. in bed and like couldn't go. Yeah. But apparently I didn't miss much. No, like we talked no, about no, in the books. No, 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 we no. interviewed everyone. That's everyone in the book is, was our like Freshers week was dead yeah. Yeah. So bad, It was bad.
0: But you know what? <laughs> imagine? I'm sorry, the guys imagine. in Fresh, oh. Freshers Week are the most eager people.
1: They're a bit excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, listen, I was caught, you get me? Yeah. Like, I was you get me. Yeah. As in a relationship and that one. Yeah. <laughs> I went I went Goldsmiths, didn't I, I went to Goldsmiths mm. and my Freshers was Terrible, and these times I was doing music, so I was doing shows. Yeah, okay, so I'm yeah. going to the, the rave, and it's just like, Yeah, wow, yeah, we're in a hall, yeah, yeah. Top of our <laughs> yeah, and there's like cider, yeah, and stuff. Anyway, so, so Freshers, yeah. Week, Freshers is
0: Week is over, yes, you've had all the excitement from Freshers Week. What's <laughs> that? yeah,
3: uh, I think, oh, I don't know, I think for us, it was just then we just got chucked in the deep end. Yeah. yeah. Into and yeah, kind of settling into everything, but then just all like everything that came with that. Yeah. So again, in taking up space like we talk a lot about the curriculum, and I think for me especially that was the kind of like my first interaction with just how not diverse Cambridge was. Yeah. Um so in history, it was compulsory that we had to do British history and European history in our first year, mm. then there was one paper called world history. Yeah. Um, so you the can imagine where literally yeah they just put the rest of the world on this one paper okay. um, and I think from then it was like understanding how like academics would have this really kind of detailed knowledge of like British history kind mm. of broken down into every single like century every single mm. part and then when it came to like world history or African history no. silence yeah.
1: that's mad <laughs> do you
3: know so there wasn't much and I think from that I kind of realised like wow there's something like deep-rooted and very institutional about how this has managed to continue and it's yeah. just not changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think from then, which is sad, like like you were saying before, yeah. you just want to go to uni, learn, have a good time uh. and leave. Like, get, <laughs> yeah. get your degree and yeah. go. But you almost feel like a sense of duty to at least try and change something so another student doesn't have to feel mm. the yeah. same way you felt when yeah. you saw that curriculum and was like, what is this? So there's one <laughs>
1: paper, what is she? One That's paper it. and one. Well, how, how, many years, how many years
3: was you there? Three years? Yeah, three years. So yeah, the way it worked was that um in first year, you've got about 30 papers to choose from. Yeah. And so yeah, bearing in mind, there was one paper that was on world history. There was a few on America and yeah. then loads on kind of European and British history. In second year, you repeat that first year, the papers that you did in that first year. Yeah. Um, but then you add, they add on like a couple more papers. Okay. So in second year, I then obviously branched out, did a few American papers and then it took until third year where things kind of get a lot more specialist. And so that's when I did like a paper on the history of Africa. Um, yeah. I did like a research project on like the Gold Coast.
0: That's like your um, thesis. Yeah. Y-
3: yeah, like all of So kind of, I just had to take it upon myself to, you know, go yeah, into this environment navigate. and try and do yeah. things that I enjoyed or at least I found interesting. And I think that's why I just did so well in my final year because like yeah. I actually enjoyed what I was studying yeah. um, and kind of had an understanding of it and, When it came to reading and doing work, I was interested. It wasn't Mm. like, oh, I'm reading this stuff and this just doesn't, I just don't relate at all. Which is so sad.
2: And I think just on that, the whole, like, you had to take it upon yourself to go and do all this research or do this. like, um, And, like, we talk about this in Taking Up Space. The whole idea that, like, if black students want to see themselves represented, they have to be the ones to go and do the extra hard work. Mm, Also, it's a risky game. Like, yes, you did well, but like there's lots of people who wrote dissertations on things like um, Solange and like um, talking about like slavery in the Caribbean and like its legacies and all these kinds Mm. of stuff who their papers come back and they're like, you know what? I know I deserved a better mark than that, but you... One, on the one hand, will not be uh, unlikely to be as well supported if yeah. you're you're the one who's going outside of your curriculum to go yeah. and look for all this stuff and yeah. put it on there. Yeah. Um, also, you don't know who's marking your paper. Yeah, exactly. If your paper's being marked by someone who doesn't even think that yeah. this thing should be on your curriculum, that this thing is even worthy of any academic yeah, critique... Yeah. Then of course your grades gonna suffer, so it's yeah, always sure. a risky one. Like you wanna, you want to, yeah. Let me take my degree into my own hands and let me enjoy this and blah blah blah. Like let me. I used to try and put like examples about Kwame Nkrumah and about like, um, like Mobutu and all these stuff. Like to try and get people yeah. to talk mm. about African leaders and things. But it's at your own risk a lot of the time because, yeah. yeah, you don't know how they're gonna take it and your paper stands out. Obviously they say it's anonymous, but like. The paper's going to stand yeah, out when gosh. you start writing yeah. that black, kind of blackety black yeah. kind of dissertation sure, to submit. Yeah. Like, they're going to know who you are. Like, <laughs> yeah. if the racists want to come for you, they will. So it's just, I don't know, it's difficult. And I think the reason why, like, taking up space, like, we hope, like, makes people realise what that lack of representation in the curriculum does for us and like, how we see ourselves. If you keep telling us from even the national curriculum before we get to uni that, yeah, we do, you don't have to study black people. Like It's optional. Like It's not that deep. You can literally get through your whole academic career without yeah. studying black people in, in any kind of yeah. capacity. Which is, crazy. Which is yeah. so mad. Yeah. Um, and I just, it really kind of affects how we see ourselves and what we consider worthy of academic yeah. critique, whether or not we pursue academia in the future. Yeah. Um, and understanding what those implications have for us as students is just so important. That's and, yeah, unfortunate. But, yeah.
0: yeah. You talk a little bit in the book about, um, I guess, microaggressions and black women being stereotyped as Mm. these, like, angry, aggressive Mm. women. Talk to us about that. Was it more... Did it feel like more? it was more concentrated?
3: Yeah, I think, yeah, in the university environment, definitely. I think, I don't know, for me... I like to think I'm a nice person. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you are. I think you're bad. But this is the thing. Sometimes I'm over over polite. Yeah. And then I go into this environment mm-hmm. and I try and be extra nice because I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. I, don't, I just basically don't like trouble. You don't want no trouble. I don't yeah. want no trouble. Or like confrontation. Like I hate all of that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, sometimes that does come at the expense of like your mental health, which I think that's where you need to kind of draw yes. a line under yeah. it. So. Um, so yeah, we talk a lot about, you know, people kind of touching your hair, things like that. Yeah. But I think just aside from that and just being in that environment, I'm feeling like you constantly have to defend yourself. Yeah. Um, or mm. you, like for example with me, I hate pubs. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like, but hear me out, I mm. feel like I feel like I could get put into a situation where I'm in the pub, let's say I'm with all of these Cambridge people, they get too drunk, someone says something, and then there's curtains. Yeah. Yeah, because dumb. what, because yeah. how do I defend myself? Like, oh. I'm usually the only one there. Like, things like that. Yeah. So I always got, kind of get nervous in certain situations to think, oh, this could get really awkward really fast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think in terms of microaggressions, there's something about the university environment that we, we don't talk about it enough in, mm. in how yeah. just one thing Or lots of little things across your degree can really chip away at, like, your confidence, your identity, um, and, yeah, your
2: mental health in general as well. 100%. Yeah, and the whole, like, because you don't want people to ascribe that label Mm. of, like, angry and aggressive onto you then makes you retreat. And sometimes when your anger is actually justified, you then don't say anything because you don't want to live up to the stereotype. Um, So, yeah, like, I, I always give the example of, like, when people I lived with, asked to touch and smell my hair and I let them because I was like, oh, now isn't the time for me to start doing the whole, like, telling you guys why this is racist and, like, going into this because let me just be polite and leave it Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't want to be I don't want to be this awkward, like, oh, you're always talking about race, you're always this blah, 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 blah till, like, a few weeks ago when someone, I went back to Cambridge and someone tried to touch my hair and I was like, no, because I'm allowed to be annoyed at that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. like, but because we're so, you don't want anyone to put these tropes on you to the extent that sometimes it comes at the expense of justified anger. Mm. Um, it's like, nah, sometimes... Like, if not, you'll just end up staying silent on things that you should be speaking up yeah, about. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's not every time polite. <laughs> sometimes, like, your anger is, is justified.
3: Mm. But it's a thing about not making other people feel uncomfortable as well. Yeah. Even though, you know, whatever they've done to you whatever they've said has made you feel so uncomfortable. It's sad that we still have to think about kind of their comfort- comfortability yeah. and like yeah. how they feel because you don't want to come across in a certain way. Yeah, like Aura said, Well,
1: it's because you also know that it's that their ignorance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They come exactly. They from a place like they might have not been exposed to this certain thing. Exactly. Like Them yeah. even in this type of way. It's, yeah. it's mad, like, everything, everything we're talking about is making me think about so many things. I was mm. lucky, like, when I when I was going to school, Yeah. One of my head of years, she was, um, she's a black lady. Mm. She's in the Commonwealth Games. Oh like, she, like, she did shop. <laughs> like, she was proper. Like she was just a G. Yeah. And she changed our whole curriculum history. We did, like, South Africa. We did all See, of that. we
2: need people.
1: See, Do you know what I mean? Needed, but it yeah, was because like of her. She's called Miss Andrews. Sharon Shout Andrews. I, yes. I still email her to this day. Uh, I was in a thing called Black People Achievement yeah in my school. So when we all did when we all did citizenship, everyone had to do citizenship mm. or what's it called? PSHE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not actual <laughs> GCSE. I don't even know. I, I can't remember. It's not actual GCSE, but that's why we didn't do that GCSE. Yeah, they yeah. just took all the black people mm. that were um, underachieving in their eyes, and they made us do this thing called BPA. So we, we was literally in a group, like. When everyone would go do citizenship and do nothing, yeah. everyone knew we was gonna go do BPA. It was so mad, mm. but it was good because <laughs> yeah, it yeah, gave yeah. us it gave us so many keys, and it was only because of this lady. Like, yeah. so okay. like you know, what I'm saying like it, I've seen it in like the school process mm. how like and the and the teachers that were teaching me Black history were white teachers. Like yeah, they've yeah, been told, yeah, but yeah. because they were normal human beings, like they loved it. Like mm. I I learned so much about South Africa and mm. America, like yeah. everything. Like I learned it all in school, and it's like. Just talking about this now, yeah. You're talking about Cambridge. It's just making me think, like, if if you have to go out of your way to do a different type of essay, just for them to start thinking, well, we might have to start incorporating this. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It shows that Esther has a long way to go. Yeah, Yeah,
2: hundred percent. And teachers, like, I'm so grateful that people have teachers like that because that's how we're hoping teachers will react to taking up space. Like, they'll see it as like a lot of this stuff is optional and it requires extra work from teachers Mm. because the national curriculum makes it optional. But where can teachers be like, you know what? I actually have a duty to my students, especially my black students, to make sure that they Mm -hmm. know about history other than just white people. And also that when you do learn about black people, it's not just black people as subjects of white aggression. It's not everyday just slavery and colonialism. Like, do you know that there were actually... Great black people who did great things. Um, We don't just want to be talking about um, black trauma and black suffering all the time. Mm. Like, there's so much more to black history than that. Um, But it requires teachers to go out of their way because our national curriculum needs work too. And it's just,
0: Mm.
2: it's just, it's just a lot. Like, sometimes it can just feel like, where does, like, the battle even end? Like, yeah. But I hope that teachers read it and understand why it's important for teachers like the teacher you had to go that extra mile for black students.
0: Because that was something that I wanted to ask um, you, Chelsea. Was that in the British history curriculum? Mm. Was there how much incorporation of Black British history was there? None. That's at crazy. All. Yeah,
3: I think there was one. There was one lecture, and I remember it so well because obviously, um, you know, she kind of incorporated it like purposely as well. She was like a very good lecturer, um, where she kind of spoke about just minorities within Britain. So I guess she she basically had to. Yeah. But the way she did it, like she went out of her way to do it. Um, but yeah, it just makes you realise. And I think even when we have this conversation about like black history and black British history, especially in terms of, you know, the history in this country, I personally feel like you can't even detach black people from that history. Mm. So the fact that we even have a history where we solely look at like, you know, white people yeah. is kind of, is mad to me because... Black people are so in in like integrated and kind of core to yeah. everything. So I mean, Ora always talks about it, like industrialization and slavery and how that's become like the foundation of this country and like yeah. the way we understand history. Um, so yeah, like it's such a shame yeah because you'll see things and you'll recognize things and you think, okay, like even I know where you could bring this in or like this author would be great here but instead they're just seen as add-ons on Mm, the curriculum or like if you chuck them in like you get extra points or like extra Mm. options like they're never seen as like core authors that everybody should know about instead they're like yeah like on the side bits so
0: so what drove you two to carry on? oh that's a good
2: question um you have to like I think there's other people behind you. Like, I spent a lot of time at uni mentoring black girls. And I think by the time I was in second year, like, I'd hit, like, a massive low just in terms of my mental health. But I had to realise that these girls are actually looking up to me. Like, they're seeing me as, like, oh, my goodness, if she can do it, I can do it. And what, I'm just going to stop. Like, that, I think, kept me going a lot. I mean, apart from, obviously, just kind of finishing and making my parents proud and stuff, I think, for me, it was very much, like, we have to do this for the people who are going to come after us and who will benefit from knowing that we've gone before them. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, my mentees, I always say, are, like, my biggest inspiration. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. Yeah, agreed. I think also the people who came before us as well. Like, that's yeah. that's super important, kind of understanding where Aura and I kind of fit within that, you know, path. Um, so, yeah, just kind of doing our bit and hopefully, like I said, you, you know, taking up space will... Like contribute to that conversation, and something that I mean, this is essentially an endless battle, which sounds really sad, but you know, it's a reality.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I think yeah. you lot have broken it down, though. Like even just in mm. this conversation, this this little bit of Congo that we've had, how many barriers have you lot told us that there is? Like just subconsciously, there's so many barriers that yeah. you lot have to go through. Yeah, that your average like person that's born in England. Doesn't really have to go through, yeah. just to just to become successful. Yeah. Don't get twisted. There's so many ups and downs in everyone's life that they have to go through, but there's barriers that I think that Black women and Black men and yeah. and just I just think people of color in this country just mm-hmm. have to go through.
4: Yeah, like a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
1: Purely because of where they're from and what country their parents were born in. It's mad. Mm-hmm. It's mad. But at the same time, like it's one of them ones where I feel like like I don't wanna make it super negative and I think that it's positive <laughs> yeah. that that we're in a time where this is a conversation and yeah, you, got, exactly, you guys yeah. are putting books about it out with yeah. like out with storms like storms like it's not mm. like like it's mad like Yeah, it's crazy like
0: crazy. when yeah. Dizzy
1: Rascal yeah. was big in two thousand and five mm. and like he was doing his thing, <laughs> don't get it twisted. But yeah. like that wasn't really part of the convo. Do you know what I'm saying? And now it's two thousand nineteen where things are like really getting yeah. like light. Yeah. yeah. You know
2: yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and I yeah. think
1: I think we're in a time where social media is so massive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, yeah. these kind of things are going to change, change people's convos about things because now people know, exactly. you know what, I should know better. I think before, people's excuses that they didn't know better.
0: Yeah. Yep. Like, they weren't mm. exposed to it. Now, yep. like, you
1: ain't got an excuse, my brother.
0: It's like, and I think that that's the thing. It's extremely... Um, inspiring to be in a room with you guys because it's like one of those things 100%. that you're like <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> Michelle Obama you're gonna have to watch yeah. <laughs> no, is,
1: you break it down yeah, yeah. Who, who storms who storms his biggest following obviously it's people in London and stuff yeah. but it's yeah. across the UK he's an international artist but there's a lot of UK fan base mm. like who are who are, exactly. f- who are white yeah. people yeah white yeah. kids like, I yeah. make grime in it and a lot yeah. of people that come to grime raids. Are yeah. white kids? He he's gone double platinum in 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 yeah. Nova Island?
2: Island. yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I <laughs> Yeah. And
1: Island, so like it's like it's one of them. Like if you think about all the people that listen to his music, that he he he's diverted all of that. Like exactly. yo, okay, I'm doing this mm. in the middle of his album campaign and all these big things that he's doing. He's yeah. he, he's doing this as well. So it just shows how important it is. 100%. So if someone at the top top level of the music game,
0: yeah,
1: is 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 focused on doing stuff like yeah. that a lot of men need to start thinking about what's what's mm. my process yeah. mm-hmm. how yeah. am I helping how am I helping my people how am I, yeah. how am I giving back do you know what I'm saying yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, and I think it is like giving back but also giving back like we said before authentically it's something that feels like right and true and mm. in your exactly. gut exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah not just for the sake of it exactly um, I want to go back onto positive talk <laughs> because yeah. we were talking about positive talk earlier and I feel positive um, mm. so I want to know what was that moment that you felt like I have confidence now. You're at Cambridge okay. and you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do this. I've got confidence. That is a really
3: good question. Um I think in third year. Okay. Again, and I think for me, like I had a really bad second year just in terms of like mental health and stuff. I, I hated it so much. So I promised myself after I, I got back from that summer, I'm just gonna relax and actually, you know understand why I'm at Cambridge, to learn, to just have a good time, and it's my final year. Um, But yeah, I think from there, and obviously we have tutors and supervisors, and in that year I had, like, a really good group of, you know, lecturers and supervisors who essentially just kind of focused on me and, like, making me a better person and, you know, just kind of honing in my skills and everything like that. And I think that really did give me confidence in that, Mm. oh, I'm actually quite good at this, like... I can I can go out there. I can be confident, and my voice is valid as well. And I think that was really important in terms of having someone or like people to be able to you know tell you that, um, especially when you're in that environment as well. And every day you're questioning whether oh exactly. am I smart enough?
4: Do yeah, I like exactly. belong? Uh,
3: should I be here? Like, and you're I'm in my final year, and I'm still asking the question: Should I be yeah. here? Which is really sad. Um, but yeah, for me that, that was when I had confidence. I thought yeah I'll, I can leave this place and at least say. I had a really good academic experience and I'm just excited to just have conversations and, you know, talk to people about the things that I've learned.
0: And when people ask about your university experience now and you're like, oh, I just yeah. went to Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, feel, I feel like people don't even just assume.
3: It. Yeah, I feel yeah. like people assume that, like, as soon as you say it, oh, my God. Yeah. She's so smart. Or you get the opposite where people think, oh, like, she doesn't understand anything. Like, she we so got one... I'm gonna say this. We got oh. one review the other day about the book. Everything has been super positive, yeah. like very, very positive. Yeah, everyone. We got made. one one review that was like, This is unrealistic. You should try growing up on a council estate. I was like, I did. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> where did we go from it? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll you like, need from what, and I think that's what it is, like as soon as people see Cambridge, they just see you as like completely mm. detached from reality and you you don't understand certain things and I talk about this, it was interesting for me in that I obviously went to like a very white middle class university. But I'd be coming home every eight weeks to a very working class Mm. black family. So it's like that in between and kind of switching all the time, which is tiring. Um, But I can never forget where I came from. Like never, even if I wanted to run away from it, like Mm. it would be absolutely impossible. Um, But yeah, I think the confidence to just be able to talk about these issues. confidently and understand that Mm -hmm. yeah like I have my own voice now
2: no I (laughs) I don't know if there was any one moment for me like I've been trying to think as Chelsea's Mm. answering but I think it's a process Mm. like there are days where I really feel like you know I've got this like I'm gonna go into this room today and I've got this but there are other days and other supervisions and even like within like Cambridge there were certain subjects where I felt like you know what in this paper, I can really bring my full self. Like I can go to the supervision. I know we can have a full like candid kind of conversation about this essay and about this topic and I'm going to feel good. And there were others where it was like, I know that I'm going to try and explain to this guy why the only like the only people who are relevant to this are not just white people. And I'm going to try really hard to show how my examples work sometimes it's just it's hard mm. and that can just be like cause like another like lapse in your confidence even like you what we got this like book deal and it's like it's great mm. um but even writing it's like oh my god are you like are we really like the ones who should yeah. be writing this i we like, really good enough to be writing this and it's it's just an ongoing like battle I feel like like I, I can never just say there was like a moment where I feel like I found that confidence because it's just it's still ongoing like we're going into like the like world of work now and it's like beyond uni and even Mm. still like that kind of imposter syndrome and that kind of like oh like I know I want to do journalism but like am I really good enough even though I've just gone and got a whole master's in journalism (laughs) and it's like why am I still (laughs) questioning and having all these like questions about like like why am I letting all this self doubt seep in so I don't feel like there was any one moment I think it's an ongoing process and yeah I think the only thing I can tell people is like There'll be some days where you really feel good, but there's some days where you're really still going to feel like you just don't have the confidence yeah. to do it. And it's, it's hard. It's an ongoing one.
0: Do you think that self-doubt is linked to being a woman? I think it's linked to being black and a woman,
2: yeah. 100%. Um, especially when you're going into, again, spaces where there aren't many people who look like you. And we can talk about Cambridge, but we can also talk about journalism. Like, if I do yeah. want to go into the media, a lot of people in the media are white and it's very much an old boys club. Um, and so it's unsurprising that those same feelings of imposter syndrome are like sinking in again Um, but yeah I try and do things like unapologetically and I try and like I really try and like not apologise for being in places where I've like deserved my place but it can be hard, it can be hard but yeah I think definitely being a woman, being black definitely permeates Mm, how I see myself in these spaces as it does for most people I think
0: so um, you brought an item with you today Yes, yes, yes. Obviously.
2: We brought our book.
0: Taking up
3: space. (laughs) (laughs)
2: The Black Girls Manifesto for Change. Um, Our baby, our heart and soul has gone into this (laughs) over the past months. uh, Over the past year now, basically. Um, And I just, it's so weird to be like actually presenting the book to the world, I feel like. Like we've been sitting on it for so long that it's like, oh my God, it's finally out. And I think Obviously, it's great that like lots of people are buying to support, but I just hope that people actually read it. Like, there's so much. It's also funny... Mm. Like not all of it is Did just like super so heavy. No. Like <laughs> Chelsea is really funny. I'm not funny, but Chelsea's actually hilarious. Chelsea, it's actually Really hard to be funny
3: on paper. Because I was reading yeah. this, I was like, okay,
2: I might be the only one who he
3: finds
0: this yeah. funny.
2: It is. But yeah, I, I can confirm you're yeah. Don't you are funny. <laughs> nah, there's. I just think it's a real like it's a real emotional roller coaster of a yeah. book. Yeah. Um, and you go from even writing like the, the writing process was like. Mm you have to relive it as much as possible so that you can vocalise these feelings for everyone who's reading. And you have to relive, like, how was I actually feeling in that moment when, like, I had to make this speech about this bronze, Benin bronze, and, like, I started crying? Or, like, how did I feel in this moment? On the other hand, when, like, I had this great time with my friends when we were eating jollof rice in my house and it was all, like, so great and we were just bonding and, like, just chilling. Like, Mm. you have to recreate all these moments. Um, so it's kind of again an emotion an emotional roller coaster for us writing, but also reading, I think that comes through as well like sometimes it's like super happy stuff, and sometimes it's just really just depressing stuff, yeah, like real stuff, but like, yeah, yeah.
0: what do you hope people take from it?
2: Oh, depends who you are,
3: yeah, I think yeah, that's a yeah, it does depend on who you are, but I think for everyone just to just to listen, mm. I think for so long we've always had like quite a defensive you know, response to things like this. As soon as you hear, like, race or black, people want to bring in all different types of stuff. Um, <laughs> like, anything to deflect. Nobody ever wants to listen. And just to kind of hear what you have to say. And I think mm. that's really important. And that's the only way we can kind of, you know, move move forward and progress. Um, but, yeah, I think for, for young black women, yeah. um, you know, everything we talk about in the book, like, if you're going through the same experience or you you know, find yourself in a similar position, just understand that we also went through it and, you know, your feelings are valid and, like, use this book as a guide, essentially, as, you know, as an empowerment tool. But, yeah, I think for everyone else, just understand the ways in which you can do better and, you know, again, there is, like, no excuse to be ignorant now. Like, Mm. you have these tools. There are so many resources. Like, read up and, you know, understand these issues because they're not just... These are essentially real people. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, we are real people. It's mm. not, we're talking about, you know, these issues and we're sitting here and this is what we
0: have to go through on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah. Taking up space is like the name of the first the first book. Oh. What's the name of the second book?
2: Oh my God. You know, we talk about this a lot because everyone's like, <laughs> what's next? What's next? Um, first, I need a job. Um, Let's <laughs> <laughs> start from that premise. hi
3: her. Huh?
2: Um, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. This book came to us not easily but naturally yeah. Yeah. because these are conversations that we've been having for so long and they're things that we're very passionate about and we want this book to be like a mentor that some people don't have and we've been mentoring so it, it came to us naturally whereas now I was like what are you writing next and I'm like you don't want to force it because you don't want to lose like yeah. all the authenticity mm-hmm. Um and I can't Maybe it's just because I'm in just like full taking up space mode at the moment. But there's not much I can think about that I am just as passionate about, just as crazy about that I would be willing to write about or like this naturally. Lovely. And it's scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like you should guys should write a book called Shaking Up The Space. Ooh. I feel like that's, yeah. You know like that, that's what,
2: that, that name right? has come up. That name's yeah. come up. Because yeah, you know, we might be sense. doing some stuff some stuff with yeah. that name. Okay, so it's really, um, it's, really in, my it's okay. in my head. It's in my head. It's not known. So because
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: were we were talking the other day about obviously um we had a meeting before this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh-huh. we were just talking about um Bain and oh, your views yeah. on Bane.
2: We talk oh, about that a yeah. in the book. Go on, you talk um, about um Yeah, about it. I it comes up in the last chapter. Um I have issues with the term BAME. Yeah. Um, because in many ways, um, people of colour, solidarity can be very important for a lot of things. But a lot of the times when it's overused, it conflates the issues that people who are of different ethnic minorities face. Mm-hmm. And that is at a cost to us because if there are issues that black people face uniquely that the rest of the BAME community don't face, they get brushed over because it's always BAME and then everyone else. But also because it makes it look like the only people that we have to work with to fight racism is white people, which isn't true. Um, yeah, like we, we talk a bit about um, racism, for example, um, anti-blackness in Arab communities, for example, in the book. Um, and just how if we keep saying BAME and just act like, oh yeah, well, if you throw BAME and BME over there and then everyone white over here, then we can just get one or two BAME people and then it's done. Yeah. We com- we ignore a lot of these issues. Um, I think like lots of doctors, for example, who graduated in last year are BME. And I'm like, that's great. But if all the BME representation there is just Asian doctors, then just saying, oh, BME doctors, it sounds good on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we've got lots and lots of BME doctors. How many of them are black though? And it's so when we need to have these conversations, and mm. was like, oh no, but BME. So mm. it's just about saying that, like, if we keep using the term and we overuse it, we conflate these issues at our expense. Um, and even when we're writing this book, it's like, oh, should we make it like a women of colour kind of thing? It's like, no, you know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> we're allowed to be like, it's, it's for black women. Yeah. And yeah. this is about black women. And we're allowed to say that sometimes because there are certain issues that affect us that don't affect the rest of mm. 100%. the BME community. Yeah,
0: um, Yeah. Do you have Do you have any feelings towards it?
3: So, yeah, to be honest, I'm exactly the same. I think we just need to be careful these days about kind of simplifying conversations. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's happening, especially with like you've got social media and like a lot of bite-sized information. And yeah, I think people are just kind of leaning towards the more just generalizing and... I think especially for like big corporations and big institutions, mm-hmm. they just want to look like they're doing something mm-hmm. and even if that's something like isn't specific or targeted like it's enough to be like yeah tick to box, tick yeah. and BAME and this yeah. and that. Um, so yeah I just think we need to be careful like when we have these conversations like let's just give them the time that they deserve yeah um, or is right about you know conflating issues um, yeah, you need to be you need to be on that and careful about that.
0: Do you
1: have a question? Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, <laughs> has like, anyone from your uni hit you up? Like anyone that was in your class and like, that's read the book? But not on a, not on the like. Oh my god! Like on the awkward team. Like what? Oh, oh, <laughs>
2: gonna it's gonna officer. come though. Okay, it's we'll it's come. gonna come because I
1: feel like. Well, maybe the... even on a low. Maybe not as bait as that. Like then DM me, like, are you talking about me in your book here? <laughs> not like that, but like. You get me.
2: There's one of my friends, and he read the book like early. He read the proof. Um, Yeah, he read it, like, early because I wanted him to... I really value his opinion. I wanted him to help. And he was concerned because I've literally called out one of his friends, (laughs) like, pretty blatantly. Like, his friend is going to read it and be like, wow. And I was like, he was like, oh, no, are you sure? Like, you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, actually. Because the point that I'm trying to make... About that exact situation Is important And everyone's going to learn from it I don't call him out by name or anything Like it's really? not about who the person yeah. is But I know I know he hasn't read it yet Because I know if he has read it yet I'll be hearing through the grapevine What he's saying about it mm. um, But You know what If you're offended by it Then you probably need to read it yeah. Like it's a sign If if you're If something there Is making you feel pressed Then you it, You're probably reading the right book And it's okay um, But Can yeah no. the story? Yeah um, Someone wrote a rap Okay <laughs> um, about um, <laughs> no he <we> won't
0: <laughs> about
2: um, how he's black and he's at Cambridge and actually he's having a great time and that we're just talking about how much we're struggling at Cambridge because the papers are using us to make money Whoa, and you know guessing? he's having a good time look at him he's got white friends and he's having a good time and you know when he goes home he gets stopped by the police too but look at him he comes to, you know it's just like there's so much going on here there was a lot to unpack. Um, there was a lot, a lot, lot to unpack. To unpack. <laughs> but the, the 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 sub about um he was it was it felt very much like an attack when he was like oh you're just going to make let the papers make money off of you and your opinion. Yeah. It was very much like no. Actually we say these things because we have to have honest conversations about what our experience is like. And also just because you as one black person, as one black man, has had an okay experience. Don't invalidate the people who have had experiences that haven't been nearly as positive. Um, And it's about saying that instead, how could he have used his position and his voice and his privilege, his relative male privilege in that space to help us, to help us in ACS, to help us with our access schemes, to help us with our mentoring schemes. Since you're having such a great time, all right, then come and help us. Then where have you been? (laughs) And it was just about like, just, it was a conversation about how, again, we can make sure that black men, even though like, they kind of they easy more easily fit into this whole cool thing like of course you can be the cool black guy in the yeah. friend group of course you're not going to have issue making white friends because you're that cool black guy in that group of course all the white guys are going to fancy you because they think they're going to come to uni and they're dating a black boy for the first time and mm. you're even a rapper on top of course they're going to love it like the whole like acknowledge that there's a privilege that comes with being a black man in this space mm. and you have an access to cool that we don't have as black women acknowledge that and that privilege use it to help us not rap about how we're trying yeah. rubbish because we're not mm. so that calling out was necessary so I like put that in there to like not to call him out specifically but just so that everyone sees that and understands why that's not on
1: how could you do a um, rap like that that's like <laughs> selling your soul do you know
2: what's annoying is the rap got bare views is like it? lots yeah. of people shared it was like, we, yes.
1: can I see this rap
2: <laughs> I, just, oh God, can can I need it? to see it <laughs> I'm
1: not trying to call out my man but <laughs> You sold your soul, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he signed it. He signed I mean, it. He's like, Yeah, I'm going to spit some bars, yeah. man. I mean, I'm going to talk about it, man.
0: She
1: gets get stormsy on it. and just. Uh, yeah. Oh, I sold you a diamond for a 2 bar. You were 2 Oh. You're like that's, that's that. That is so funny. I can't believe that. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I love it here, man. <laughs> this is sick. Why are you hating on my thing? How me and my brethren are getting in. Literally. <laughs> You don't need to stop. You're trying to get money from the papers. Literally. <laughs> you <Okay. laughs> <laughs> did it in rap form. Wow. It
0: was It was a lot. It was a lot. I'm there. I'm there.
1: We're all I'm good
2: there.
0: now. I want to talk about community. How did you guys find a sense of community? And did you even find a sense of community?
3: Yeah, I think yeah. for us, community mainly came through ACS. So African Caribbean Society. And I always talk about it. it was quite funny because... My sister asked me before I was, you know, going to apply or basically go to university. She was like, oh, are you are going to join the African Caribbean Society? I was like, mm, nah, like, I don't know. For me, I really wanted to go to uni and just meet everyone, like mm-hmm. make loads of friends. Like I realised that that was going to be one of the only environments where everyone is new. You probably meet loads of international people, like get the opportunity to like learn about loads of different cultures and things like that. Um, but yeah, then I got there. and realised that, like, I actually needed African-Caribbean society. Um, But community was nicer and I think for us at Cambridge, there was basically none of us. Mm. So we all knew each other quite well, which was nice in that,
2: yeah, it was just really close and tight-knit, which worked well. I think also I just made great friends. Yeah. Like, I literally was talking to one of my friends from uni the other day and what you miss so much, like, when you graduate, is less like, oh, you... I miss my degree like a little bit but like really I just miss like all your friends could just come round and you'll be up late and you'll just be eating and talking and chilling mm-hmm. and like that like we cried together we vibe together like that sense of community was so important I made great friends in that time mm, that I just yeah. mostly from ACS but like a lot of times from other like Other kind of groups and societies and places too, but it was so important. I miss it so much because now we're like all over the country or like the world, and we don't see each other nearly as often. And I don't know. I just miss those days. And you like we just talk about nonsense for hours, and it's like two a.m. You're still talking. You're still eating. Like (laughs) it's just I don't know. I really, really, really miss that.
0: But now like, you're yeah. authors Now you're taking over the world Oh, oh my man. gosh Everyone yeah. thinks we're brand new <laughs> <Yeah>. I know
3: <laughs> Trust me we're really
0: not we're I'm really tired really I'm is. tired man. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are killing it Thank you so much well, Thank you, know you, so, thank you so much to you and, Good yeah. to to you yeah, it's been mad. I yes, feel like beautiful. you need like some kind of random
3: applause.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, make Thank sure you, you go get the book in her.
2: Taking yeah. up space, yeah. the Black Girls Manifesto for Change. is out yeah. in all
1: the no. bookstores. Make sure How that's taking up space How much in your piece? hand. Oh, I think it's tw- $12.99, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's calm, man. That's a Nando's. Yeah. Yes, yeah, see? <laughs> see? So exactly. one, Nando's, one Nando's. One Nando's. Pure Nando's knowledge. You might as well have a Nando's and read the book. Yeah. And you can get audio book cards you say "Man, yeah. the best reader We narrated the
2: audio books if you like our little <laughs> no, I can listen to you <laughs> lot too
1: yeah. 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 Yay, Yay. I'm, glad. I'm gonna do it I'm yeah. gonna do it I yeah. feel
0: like peace now yeah. <laughs> i like
1: happy and go away they we saying it's big zoo
0: And this is fun
1: I thank you, Chelsea and Ori for coming through. This is Spoke. You get me?
0: Purely beautiful. <laughs> Boom. Hey, guys, if you're loving the podcast and want to support the cause, make sure to rate and review us.
1: Make sure you tell your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at this this is is Spoke Spoke. Pod. Pod. <laughs>